What's up, y'all? Disease is not your problem, it's your answer. Let's talk about it. All right. Disease is not your problem, it's your answer. <laughs> so today I want to talk really, really, really quickly about disobedience. I want to talk about disobedience, um, and I'm going to start off by talking about addiction. All right, and lead into, because you're probably wondering, what the heck do you mean disease is not my problem, it's my answer? Like, disease is the answer, right? It's the way, right? And you're like, what? All right, so let's talk about it. But I want to start off um, by talking about, I want to start off by talking about addiction, okay? So I'm only going to be on real quick, but I want to talk about addiction. Of uh, A friend of mine, a good friend of mine, recently reminded me of um, a lesson that I often talk about with regard to addiction. So a lot of people are addicted. Let's just talk about nutrition. We're addicted to a lot of stuff. We're addicted to television. We're addicted to social media. We're addicted to, you know, shopping, online shopping. Some people, like, people are addicted to a lot of stuff, right? Hey, hey there. Uh, but I want to talk about specifically addiction to food. So um, what's up, the crochet star? How you doing? <laughs> So I want to specifically talking about an addiction to food. So a lot of us are addicted to things like sugar, one of the most common addictions. A lot of us are addicted to things like salt, right? Fried foods, oil, right? So a lot of us are addicted to multiple things. And one of the lessons that I'm often teaching individuals when I'm talking about addiction is this. <clears throat> a lot of times um, addiction comes from one or two places, all right? Addiction, and this is only nutritional addiction, right, that I'm talking about, but it can be applied to some substances like alcohol, drugs. But from a nutritional standpoint, when you're addicted to things like, oh, I have to have my chocolate, I have to have my caffeine, I have to have, you know, my sugar, I have to have my salt, right? So sometimes addiction can stem from nutritional deficiencies. So when you have a heightened level of craving for something, it could be indicative of a literally a nutritional deficiency. So for example, let's take chocolate, for example. Some people have to have chocolate. Now it's a biochemical addiction, but it's also could be indicative of a magnesium deficiency, okay? But I wanna say, let's assume that there's no nutritional deficiencies present, all right? So let's assume that nutritionally, you're pretty much good. Your body isn't craving something because you're deficient in it. The other reason addiction usually exists, right, is for emotional reasons. So a lot of times people are addicted to food, people are addicted to substances for emotional reasons, right? So um, alcohol, prescription drugs, um, candy, cookies, things like this, fast food. A lot of times people lean on food to escape their current reality. So what I mean by that is, People will typically, from an emotional standpoint, get emotionally charged with anger, with stress, with overwhelm, with disappointment, with sadness, with anxiety, with joy, and use food, right, to um, help get through that emotion. So when people are using food or substances or alcohol, 
to get through a certain emotion or to avoid a certain emotion. Maybe you're grieving and you don't want to face it, right? And so you just try and eat away your feelings, right? You guys are familiar with emotional eating. I don't have to break it down, right? But what I typically say when I'm teaching my students about addiction is this. The sugar or the salt is not your problem. It's your answer. The sugar or the salt or the alcohol or the marijuana or the cigarettes, it's not your problem. It's your answer. What do I mean by that? It means the problem is whatever you're angry about, whatever you're stressed out about, whatever you're grieving about, whatever you're overwhelmed about. And then you use sugar or caffeine or nicotine or prescription drugs as the answer to that emotion, right? As the way to how you might see it, cope with that emotion. So a lot of times when people come to me and say, Lisa, I'm addicted to sugar or, you know, I'm addicted to this thing. I have to have this, this, or I can't live without X. My job as a coach is to dig a little deeper and see what's going on with them emotionally, see what's going on with them in their lives because they think their problem is sugar. But the fact of the matter is their problem is you know, they recently lost somebody they love and they're having a hard time dealing with the loss. They recently lost a relationship. Maybe their marriage dissolved. You know, they recently, you know, got laid off or something happened at work or they're just like not aligned with their work anymore. And so it brings them stress because they don't feel purposeful and aligned in the world. And so they use food, right? Or they use reality TV or they use social media you know, to help them cope through what they're dealing with as opposed to really doing the work to cope and overcome the stressor, okay? So when I'm teaching people about addiction, those are two things that we have to get to the bottom of. It's not a matter of me just saying, here's what you can eat instead of sugar. You know, oh, use agave, use syrup. No, my question as a coach, my responsibility is to dig a little deeper and see, is it just a biochemical addiction, meaning your brain is chemically connected to this substance, or is there a bigger issue here? Are you using this food as a mask because you don't want to deal with your emotions? You don't want to work through the things you want to work through. So in those instances, right, the food, the sugar, the salt, the caffeine, the oil is not your problem. It's your answer. So you think you're coming to me because you can't give up potato chips, but really the, the true issue is you constantly self-sabotage yourself because every time you start losing the weight or start feeling better, you don't know how to be a healthy version of yourself. So you sabotage yourself and go back to having the chronic health challenges that you have by eating the junk that caused you to get there in the first place. This is a personal development issue. Right. This is an esteem issue. This is a self-worth issue. Right. This 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 is not a sought issue. Right. So let me make that connection to today's topic. We're typically addressing the wrong problem. OK, so when somebody's addicted, they want to say, how do I get over salt, sugar, oil? When really the issue is they have emotional trauma, the grieving, whatever that needs to be unpacked self-confidence issues, out of alignment in their life. They're going through some stuff and they're using food as a way to, you know, kind of self-treat, self-soothe, 
right, to get over whatever they're feeling, which we all know is a temporary relief, super temporary. Not only is it a, is, are those cookies and that candy and that caffeine a temporary relief, that nicotine a temporary relief, but it's actually going to bring more problems with it down the line. Okay, so now let's make that make sense for what I'm talking about today. Disease is not your problem, it's your answer. Most of us historically um, have been disobedient. So our body is really sophisticated. Our body is a chemistry lab, and it literally does thousands of processes a day to keep us alive, all right? And one of the things our body does in order to keep us alive is send us signals, so our body sends us signals when something is not right. So you know how um, a lot of the, the root cause of much, much uh, many diseases is inflammation, okay? Well, what happens is we've, we've demonized inflammation, right? We've demonized mucus, right? We've demonized the things that our body, the, literally the, the communication line that our body has to tell us that something is wrong. There's absolutely nothing wrong with inflammation. There's nothing wrong with mucus. It's chronic inflammation that's problematic. It's excess mucus that's problematic. It's chronically elevated levels of cortisol and adrenaline that's problematic. But inflammation in and of itself, at the root of it, is not a problem. It's a gift. The, the root of inflammation, you know, the, the reason it exists is because it sends a signal to you that something needs to be addressed in the body. So let's say you're cutting up some fruits or vegetables, you nip your finger, now you have a cut on your finger, you have um, literally swelling, you're probably going to see a little blood, you're probably going to, you know, it's going to hurt. All of these things are going to happen where you cut your finger. That's literally inflammation. That's literally your body saying, we need to send some white blood cells. We need to, you know, clot the blood in this area. We need to, you need to address it and disinfect it. You know, we need to do some things to repair the skin in this area where we cut our finger. Those signals that your body sent to you, the inflammation, the bleeding, the blood clotting, all of that, that's literally your body's repair system, okay? But what happens is in our disobedient as these like super advanced humans that we think we are, we're disobedient to those signals that our body sends us, right? So way, 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 way before you go to the doctor and a doctor tells you that you're diagnosed with hypertension or you're diagnosed as diabetic or you're diagnosed with cancer or you're diagnosed with fatty liver disease or you're diagnosed with, you know, renal failure, kidney failure. Long before you get that diagnosis from anybody, you actually had signals that your body sent you and that you ignored. Okay. So long when you maybe had dizziness, you had restlessness, you had diarrhea or constipation, you had dry mouth, you had headaches, right? Um, something was off. You know, we've all said it before, like something don't feel right, right? Maybe I need to rest. Maybe I need to lie down. Maybe I need to drink some water, right? Your body sends you signals when things are out of balance. And what happens is we then begin to normalize that dysfunction, okay? We begin to normalize that dysfunction and we're like, just like, oh, I'm chronically, I'm tired every day. 
like, yo, you ain't supposed to be tired every day, <laughs> right? We're just like, you know, I get headaches regularly. So I keep ibuprofen or aspirin on me. Like we literally restructure our lives so that we can coexist with these signals, these dysfunctional signals that our body is sending us, right? So listen, our body sends us these signals and we begin to do different things. Like, oh, my knees and my joints hurt. I remember uh, I had somebody tell me one time, they were like, I'm thinking about getting a truck because my car sits too low to the ground because, you know, every time I get in the car, my knees hurt. So she's thinking about getting a whole new vehicle as opposed to addressing the reason why her knees hurt. And that's, that's how we've pretty much been trained to live our lives, right? So listen, what happens? Our body sends us these signals in the form of headaches, in the form of chronic aches and pains, in the form of fatigue, in the form of things like acid reflux. Our body sends us all these signals, right? Um, and then we go out and get some over-the-counter med to address it. Let me take an anti-inflammatory. Let me take an aspirin. Let me take an ibuprofen. You know, let me take, you know, um, what, whatever Tums is, right, for you know, acid reflux or whatever. And, and we do that. And so what happens is we temporarily put a Band-Aid on this message that our body has sent us, we lose our appetite or we're, we never can get full, right? So now the signals to our brain that we're hungry or that we're full have been hijacked. So we're constantly overeating. We do all these things. We ignore all these signals. So what happens? Over time, it could be a matter of months. It could be a matter of years. It depends on, you know, how severe the signal is that you're ignoring, right? It could be a matter of months or it could be a matter of years. What happens? You look up. You finally go to the doctor because now it's become too much to bear. What's crazy is that we will live with something if it's not that bad. Ain't that crazy? Like it don't hurt that much. You know, my, I might get a little twinge in my back, but I ain't threw my back out, right? So I'm going to deal with it until it's unbearable. So then the inflammation, the pain, right? The, the gut, the digestive issues, the acid reflux, you know, whatever, the dizziness, the headaches, the dry mouth, it finally becomes unbearable. It finally becomes unbearable. And when it becomes unbearable, we then finally go seek some assistance. We go to a doctor, let me get some labs done. Let me get some work done. Let me get some tests ran because now it's unbearable because now it's impeding on my day to day. Like I'm not barely, I'm moving slower. I'm, I'm not even sleeping through the night. I'm whatever it is, right? So now it's unbearable. So we go to the doctor, we get the test done and the doctor says, this is what we found. You have kidney disease. You have fatty liver disease. You have an autoimmune disease. You have cancer. You are type two diabetic. You are hypertensive. You have high cholesterol. And so the doctor begins to tell you what your options are. And your options are typically either a pill or a procedure. Not to reverse <laughs> the disease they just told you you had, but to help you live with it. Listen to this. Listen to this. So you finally, it finally, it finally gets unbearable enough for you to go get looked at. The doctor tells you it's confirmed. There was something wrong with you. Here's what it is. Okay, you have this condition, your blood sugar is out of control, right? Or you have acid reflux or you have IBS 
or you have Crohn's disease or whatever it is, right? So it became unbearable enough for you to finally start listening to your body. You go to the doctor, you get diagnosed and their solution, some of the time, you do have some lifestyle uh, doctors, lifestyle medicine doctors who are willing to talk lifestyle modification. But for the majority of my people, okay, people of color, people I serve at my company, the Black Health Academy, for the majority of us, our alternatives are appeal or procedure. Appeal or procedure. Yeah, you got blockage. We might have to put a stent in your heart, right? We, we might need to open up your chest. Okay, um, you, you're going to need to take this pill, you know, for congestive heart failure. You're going to have to take these meds to control your blood sugar. You're going to be on insulin, metformin, a statin for your cholesterol. So this is what happens, right? So now, if you're not educated enough and enough of your own health advocate, you take the doctor's two options as the only options, appeal or procedure, okay? Not realizing not realizing that the disease that you just got diagnosed with was your body's answer to saving your life. Your disease is not the problem. It was the answer. What does that mean? That literally means that the, the, the dizziness and all of that that you ignored, right, and all of the imbalance and everything that you ignored, when your body was literally having to use extra pressure to pump your blood through your arteries, that was your sign that something was wrong. But you kept eating the stuff that was clogging your arteries. You kept eating the saturated fat. You kept eating, you know, all of that junk food. And so your blood pressure was steadily raising because you were pre-hypertensive before you were hypertensive. But your body sent you signals, but you didn't know, right? And so now you have to be diagnosed as a disease, with a disease in order to save your life. The disease, the diagnosis of the disease is the answer, not the problem. The problem is the root cause of your behavior, it's your behavior, whatever caused the high blood pressure, all the saturated fat, all the cheese, all the butter, all the sugar, all the fast food, all the alcohol, all the stress. That's the problem. The disease in this case is actually the answer, right? We let it get so far out of control. We let it escalate so much. We were disobedient for so long. We ignored so many signals that our body had to literally keep applying pressure, keep applying pressure, keep applying pressure till finally it was painful enough for you to stop and at least get it checked out. Okay, so the, 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 your body puts you in a state to be diagnosed with a disease so, because it was, it was whispering, it was yelling. The disease is when it started screaming at you. And finally, they're like, your body's like, listen, I'm raising your blood sugar for a reason. Okay, I'm letting the sugar build up in your blood for a reason. I'm, I'm not going to stop pumping. I'm not going to stop pumping. I'm not going to stop filtering toxins is what your liver said, but what I will do is become fat, fatty liver disease. You know what I mean? What I will do is shut some of your nephrons down, right? That's what your kidneys said, right? Because you keep pumping processed food in me. I keep trying to filter this out your blood. You won't stop with the poison. So now I got to raise your numbers. I got to raise your numbers until it's finally a blaring, flashing signal to you. 
So disease is saving your life. Come on now. Come on now. Somebody put that in the comments. My disease is saving my life. Straight up. Because I ignored, I ignored everything, I, it, the signals it was giving me. Right. So I needed to be diagnosed with something. I had to wait till my blood pressure was 200 over this. I had to wait till my blood sugar was this. I had to wait till my cholesterol was this. Your body did you a favor. Your body did you a favor by raising your numbers, your C-reactive proteins, all the indications of inflammation in your body. Your body did you a favor. Disease saved your life. Come on now. Your disease saved your life. Because you were giving it the t year over year. It said, stop with the alcohol. Can you stop with the greasy food? Can you stop with the saturated fat and the, and the steak and the chicken? Can you stop with all the cholesterol-laden eggs and butter and cheese? But instead, instead of stopping your heart completely and taking your life, your body did you the favor of becoming stressed out. It overworked every single one of your organs until you were willing to listen to it. Come on now. Somebody cut my camera off. Is y'all getting it? Is y'all getting it? Your disease is your answer. It's saving your life because you have been disobedient. It's your disobedience that got you, got you diagnosed with a disease. So all we have to do, let me tell you something. We are the carriers of one vessel, one body that's meant to take us really, 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 really far. All right. We, a lot of us, you know, we have a mission and a plan to live a long, long time. And then you want to know how I know? Because you're saving money. You got your 401k. You know, you're talking about your grandbabies, all the stuff you want to be here for. I'm pretty sure everyone watching right now and listening right now intends to live for quite some time. Now, for me, most of y'all who know me, I'm going to 150. You know, some of you might be shooting for that night. But I know y'all ain't shooting for 62, Right. So however long you're trying to live, however long you're trying to live, right, you're doing everything else to ensure that future, right, except listening to the one body and the one brain that's required to get you there. You can lose every single dime you have in your bank accounts right now. You can lose every single dime you have in your investment accounts. You can lose every single dime you got in your 401k. This is going to be hard to hear. But money is the easiest thing to get. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. You're working so hard to prepare financially for your future. But physically, mentally, emotionally, neurologically, you're just ignoring the signals. You're ignoring the signals until disease has to be the answer in order to save your life. Come on now. That's all I came here to tell y'all today. That's it. Does that make sense to somebody? Listen, <laughs> Ali says, this is a great message. Please save this. Thank you, Ali. Listen, Original Red said, yes, yes. <laughs> Patrice, thank you for putting it in the con comments. Disease is saving my life. Let me tell you something. It's the answer. So we, what we, your disobedience, y'all, your disobedience. I, I need y'all to get obedient. I need you to get obedient. Every single time you feel as if, you know, it's too hard. Every single time you feel that it takes too long. Every time you feel like I'm not in the mood for that. Let me tell you something. It's compounding. So I invest in the stock market, right? 
And what the, the brilliant thing about the stock market is compounding interest. It means every dollar you make has the potential to make more dollars for you without you lifting a finger, right? So every time the things that you invest in in the stock market goes up, you make money. And the more money you make, you get you compound on top of that money. That's exactly how your health is. Every single decision you make on a daily basis with what to eat, what to drink, when to sleep, how to move, who to spend time with, what to do for a living, who to love, who to let love you, who to stay friends with, how to spend your time. All of those decisions that you make on a daily basis, whether they're conscious or unconscious decisions, are compounding. So if you hate what you do for a living, right, and you make the decision every day to continue to do it, right, that decision compounds and it compounds into resentment and compounds into frustration it compounds into stress and all of that manifests in the physical body. I'm not telling anybody to quit their job today, but this is what I told my students at my live class on Sunday. It's not getting rid of the problem that's going to make you feel better. It's that preparing the exit strategy. You can actually feel relief tonight from the job you hate. You don't have to leave tonight. You don't have to submit your letter of resignation. What you have to do is sit down and create an exit strategy. You don't have to leave that marriage. You don't have to leave that relationship. You don't have to end that friendship tonight. But if you know it's no longer serving you and you're no longer serving it, then it's the absence of an exit strategy that is causing you to be in pain. That pain is in the form of stress. That pain is in the form of overwhelm. That pain is in the form of regret. That pain it comes in the form of you putting yourself on a back burner and not feeling deserving and worthy. Okay, So anything in your life that is impeding on your ability to live optimally, you must create an exit strategy for, including your health. If your health is a liability as opposed to an asset, your responsibility is to create an exit strategy out of the dysfunction and the disease. Lisa, what's the best exit strategy out of dysfunction and disease? Well, the way I teach it, a whole food plant-based diet, the way I teach it, regular exercise, the way I teach it, building optimal healthy relationships with other humans, the way I teach it is getting in complete alignment in your life so that what you do for a living is completely aligned with your God-given gifts and your talents. That's creating an exit strategy out of the suffering that you're currently living in. So it's, it doesn't, so you don't have to quit everything and to, you know, turn your whole life upside down right now. But I promise you, it's that absence of an exit strategy that's causing you to stay in pain, disease, dysfunction, and discomfort. Let me tell you something. I did it today. When I say I practice what I pe preach, I had a meeting today. And I told them in that meeting, you know, by the end of the year, I'm not doing this anymore. I, I've been doing something for a couple years that no longer serves me. I've made the decision to no longer do it. And I told them specifically, I said, I teach this to people for a living. I would be out of alignment if I stayed here. If I continue to do this thing, I no longer want to partner on this anymore. I no longer want to be a part of this anymore. I refuse to be disobedient. If something in my life causes me suffering, if something in my life causes me overwhelmed, if something in my life does not spark joy, it has to go. And again, exit strategy. He said, how, how much longer do we have you? I said probably to the end of the year. I won't be going into 2022. 
So we created an exit strategy and we came up with the next steps. And that's what it is, right? And so I'm telling you right now, because I know what will happen. If I continue to stay in a place doing something that no longer serves me, the only thing that it's going to do is impact my body and my brain. Your life is a physical manifestation of the thoughts that you think and the emotions that you have. So if you have something in your life that causes you worry, causes you stress, causes you overwhelm, your life is a physical manifestation of that. And when I say your life, part of your life is your body and your brain. So if disease and dysfunction is coming up, it, it has to do with the thoughts and the emotions that you're feeling every single day. And, though, and those are usually 99% of the time the same as the day before. So we're constantly cycling, cycling through the same emotions, the same thoughts, the same feelings tied to the same things. But when you have joy in your life, when you have love in your life, when you have alignment in your life, those thoughts and those emotions are working in your favor. When you have fear in your life, when you have worry in your life, when you have stress in your life, those thoughts and those emotions are lending to disease and discomfort. So you have work to do. Whatever is impeding on your ability to thrive, sit down today and create an exit strategy. Will, that, will your exit strategy from your health issues be getting a coach? Will it be enrolling in my program farm to table? Will it be seeking out, you know, another a book, a podcast, an entity that might work better or align for you better? What is the exit strategy? Nobody wants to hear, listen, stop. No, none of us want to hear about it anymore. Like, I don't care what it is. Whoever you've been complaining to, they sick of hearing it. You want to know why they sick of hearing it? Because you ain't talking solutions. You're not talking resolutions. You know, you're not talking about what the next step, you just over and over again, I can't stand this job. I can't stand this. I'm so sick of hurting. I'm so sick of this. What's the plan? What's the plan? That's what, that's what I need to know. It's what your body needs to know because your disobedience is going to lead to disease and your disease is your body's answer to saving your life. I think I made it make sense. Did I make it make sense, y'all? Tracy, hey, Tracy, she said, yes, coach. Thank you, Tracy. So I hope that makes sense, guys. Disease is not the problem, it's your answer. You got an exit strategy, tonight, today, non-negotiable. That's where we're after, guys. That's where we're after. Everything should be serving a purpose. And the final thing I'll say is this. Stop thinking it's okay to have a little bit of discomfort. Stop thinking it's okay to be slightly stressed. I did a presentation last week and I asked the audience, you know, on a scale of one to 10, you know, how would you rate your level of stress? And the numbers were coming in and they were pretty low, right? Like two, three, four. I was looking for zero. I was looking for zero. Stress, chronic stress is problematic. Acute stress is positive and, and, and can be useful. Chronic stress is problematic. Chronic stress stems from the lack of an exit strategy. So again, all of your problems don't have to be resolved today. You don't have to run from everything in your life today, but you do have to map out an exit strategy. From that job, that exit strategy may span a year, six months to a year, but I can guarantee you this, once you have it in place, you're going to feel 10 times better, guaranteed. When the day gets here that you're going to live, leave, it's going to be incredible, but you're going to feel 10 times better once you have an exit strategy. In my new um, plant-based certification, the other 23, one of the lessons that I'm going to be teaching my students is um, how to create exit strategies, but then how to create inter-strategies. 
right? So creating an exit strategy is just what it sounds like, right? What's my plan to get out of this situation that no longer serves me? However, one thing that I don't think people consider often is once I get out of this situation that no longer serves me, I have to morph into a new version of myself. How do I enter into a new situation as this new version of myself? How do so give I'll give you an example. Um, we'll just stay on the example of work and what you do for a living. Let's say your work no longer serves you, right? It's not perfectly aligned with your God-given gifts and your acquired talents. So your work no longer serves you, right? So you create an exit strategy. You say, Lisa, I watched your life, it resonated with me. My, my job is the biggest source of my stress, my overwhelm, my resentment. I bring, I bring that home to my family. I need to get out of there. Okay. That, yeah, that, that's checking all the boxes. You definitely need to get out of there, right? So they say, I sit down and I came up with an exit strategy. And as part of that exit strategy, you have to decide what you're going to do instead, right? So they say, you know, as part of my exit strategy, I'm going to give myself eight months to get my own business off the ground. And I've decided I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm not even going to try and look for another job working for somebody else. I'm going to work for myself, but I'm going to give myself eight months to a year to, you know, get that business going, make it sustainable so that I can exit from my nine to five. All right. So that's an exit strategy. But then you need to create an enter strategy. Now, I'm not going to give you all the whole all my curriculum in my in the other 23. All right. This is just a little tidbit in my new certification. But that enter strategy is all about who do I need to become? Right. Who do I need to partner with? What investments do I need to make? And this is the big one. What limiting belief systems do I need to evict? And what mindset do I need to adopt in order to enter into entrepreneurship? Because what's going to happen if you don't create an enter strategy is that you're going to do what I did when I entered, exited from nine to five and into entrepreneurship. I bought my nine to five mindset with me into entrepreneurship. And it took me years to realize that this is a whole different ball game. I was, you know, I was playing baseball. I'm trying to bring the baseball rules over into basketball court. Okay. And so you need an exit strategy and an enter strategy. That makes sense, y'all. So there's some work to be done. And so the same thing with your health. If you're like, okay, Lisa, I heard what you said. I've been overweight for far too long. This excess weight has impeded on my quality of life physically and has impeded on my quality of life mentally when it comes to my self-esteem, when it comes to my self-worth, when it comes to how I show up in the world. I'm sick of being overweight, all right? So now you need an exit strategy from the obesity and you need an enter strategy into a healthier version of you. Trust me when I tell you, get, shedding weight or shedding disease changes you as a person. Most people won't tell you this or talk about it because it's a positive change. So because you're making a positive change, you know, they're just like, hey, you look good. You must be feeling good. It's all good. And that's not true. When you're transforming into a version of yourself that you've never been or that you haven't been for a long, long while, that takes a lot of adjustment, both physically and mentally. Where do you shop at now? Where do you dine at now? What are your likes and dislikes now, right? How do you show up in the world? You may physically be a size, you know, eight or 10 now, but mentally you're still a size 16 and 20. And so you need both an exit strategy from the obesity and an enter strategy into this new lean, healthy version of you. What do you, what mindset shifts need to happen? What limiting beliefs need to be evicted? What partnerships and collaborations need to happen? Exit and enter strategies 
or how you begin to get out of a life plagued with suffering, you know, unhappiness, sadness, depression, anxiety, and move into a life that's full of joy, that's full of serving, that's full of purpose, that's full of abundance. Okay? So that has to do with health, that has to do with relationships, that has to do with career, that has to do with finances. Let me tell you something. This stuff is serious. So whatever you're suffering through, y'all, I'm going to need y'all to get to work. Create those exit strategies. Create those enter strategies. And if you, when you're ready, listen, when you're ready, attach yourself to a person, an entity, a program, or a coach that's going to take you to that next level. You can do a little better by yourself. You can do a little better by yourself. But to do exponentially better, to have true transfer, transformational change, you cannot do it alone. So with that being said, listen, this is the final days of my enrollment into my signature programs, Farm to Table and the other 23. Farm to Table is my 10-week plant-based coaching program, and the other 23 is my all-new year-long plant-based certification and coaching program. So listen, go to lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me, read about both programs, decide which track is right for you, and go ahead and apply to either one, okay? So if you know you're ready, let me tell you something. Don't come for it if you ain't ready. I had to tell a young lady today. I had a nutritional consultation with her today. And um, she she got on the phone with me. Our call was only 15 minutes, y'all. Let me tell you what she told me in the first 30 seconds. Got on the call. I said, you know, you know, hey, nice to meet you. I read, you know, your form that you filled out. I understand you're battling an autoimmune disease, type 1 diabetes. Tell me a little bit about that. And she instantly began to tell me everything she wasn't going to do. She's like, I'm, I ain't in account calories. I, you know, I don't know if I really want to give up meat. I don't know if I'm really willing to work that hard. And I'm thinking like, why are we talking? Right. But, you know, I had to remember her level of readiness wasn't for my coaching programs, but she is willing to listen to some, some, some stuff. Right. So I was like, you know what? I don't think you're ready to work for me right now, work with me right now. Um, I'm not the, probably the coach for you at this season in your, in your, you know, in your growth and overcoming this condition. But here's what I recommend. I recommend you join my free private Facebook group. I recommend you come to my first Saturday class. I do once a month a nutrition class. I recommend you join the Black Health Academy. And she was shocked to hear that I, well, she's like, how much do you charge to work with? I was like, I, I, I won't take your money. Um, first of all, I don't work with people one-on-one. -on -one. And second of all, you're not ready for one-on-one -on -one or my group coaching program. So, and she was really shocked by that. But I turned people down because most of you guys watching or listening to me know I don't meet people where they are. I expect you to be ready to elevate. I'm not going to come down to your level and say, oh, you know, one cookie is okay right now or having a drink is okay right now or just drink less of the soda. Somebody else already told you that and it didn't work. Not only that, you could do that on your own. You can reduce the amount of junk you're eating on your own. I'm not going to be the coach that's going to give you that leverage. So you have to be ready because my mission is to transform you and to transform you. There's things that have to go. Maybe they won't be gone for a lifetime, but in this particular season, when we're trying to put some stuff in remission, we're trying to get your blood pressure, your blood sugar, your cholesterol, your weight down. There's things that are not going to be available to you in this season and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And so when you're ready to invest, you also have to be mentally and physically ready to do the work, right? And so that's what I'll tell you guys. So if you're considering applying for one of my programs, make sure you ready. Make sure you're ready because we're getting to work. So listen, enrollment is open until next Monday, September 27th for my 10-week farm-to-table plant-based coaching program 
or for my plant-based certification and coaching program, The Other 23. The website is lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me. And you guys decide if you're ready. If not, oh well. I'm super happy to wait till you're ready. Super happy. Because I, I have a business that's going to be around for a long time. And my reputation is on the line. And your transformation is on the line. And I don't want to be on the list of things you tried that didn't work. Okay, so I know my process, my curriculum, my communities work, but I also know that I have to be very careful in curating those communities because I need to get people in the programs who are ready to work. So it's, it's usually not the process, it's usually the end user, but people don't take responsibility. So because you're going to blame me for it not working, I got to vet you and make sure you was willing to work in the first place. OK, so that's how we roll. All right. So that's LisaAngelSmith.com forward slash work with me. If this resonated with you, do me a favor, y'all share this with somebody who needs to hear it. All right. If somebody, you know, needs to hear that disease is not their problem, it's actually their answer and their diseases will save their life because they've been disobedient. Share this video with somebody. So give me some hearts. Give me some likes. Thank you so much, Patrice, for putting the um, website in the comments. Shout out to Tracy for giving me a testimony. Thank you. She said, you are the truth and I am a witness. Yes, Trace. Um, so absolutely. Thank you guys so, so much for listening and joining in. Help out your neighbor. Send this to somebody on a DM. Tell them to listen to it. And if you listen to my podcast, I'll probably upload this onto my podcast too, the Black Health Academy podcast. Um, so you'll be able to share and listen to it because you guys know repetition is the answer to mastery. So if you heard this one time and you think you got it, you don't. Go back, listen to it three more times because repetition is the cheat code to mastery. All right. Um, Tracy said, don't bring a frozen pizza to the door when you meet her. <laughs> Shout out to Tracy bringing a frozen pizza to the door the first time I came over her house to coach her. Listen, she learned that day, didn't she? Thank you for that, Trace. Thank you for that. All right, guys. Until next time, I'll talk to y'all. Share this with somebody you love. All right? Peace.